My name is Philip Hensler, and I'm your co-host for today's PATS Technology Committee podcast. We wanted to start a conversation with the members of the athletic training community in Pennsylvania in the hopes to encourage and foster relationships within the state. Today, I want to thank our guest, Nate Nestor, for taking some time out and talking about athletic training with us. So Nate is an athletic trainer in the state of Pennsylvania. He's been uh, certified for six years. Nate, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, Phil? Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. So um, let's start. Let's start from way far back. How did you get to this point in your career? Where did your athletic training career start? Um, so, like most um, kind of athlete in high school, um, fell in love with the profession. Um, went to school um, in the state of Pennsylvania here, um, Shippensburg University, and then ended up transferring to Messiah, um, where I did finish my undergrad. Um, after I graduated, I spent uh, two years working at West Perry High School as the sole athletic trainer for the middle school and high school there. I was through a clinic, um, CPRS Physical Therapy. Um, after those two years, I had the opportunity to go back to Messiah College and work uh, in their athletic department. Um, that was also outsourced through CPRS physical therapy. Um, and then after those two years, I had the opportunity to come back to Dickinson College, um, where I did my senior football collision sport assignment uh, with Adam Richmond. And uh, him and I have stayed very close. He's been a close mentor of mine. Um, so I, I jumped on the opportunity to, to come work beside him here at Dickinson. Adam Richmond, that sounds, uh, sounds like a very familiar name. I think we might have Adam with us today as our other co-host. Adam, how is it going? Good, good, Phil. How are you? I'm doing good. So, hey. Nate, how, um, what was your deciding factor to get into athletic training? Like, what was, what was that kind of that start? We all kind of had it. You kind of mentioned it a little bit, but what was it? Um, so growing up, um, I always found interest in math and science, kind of human body. Uh, my mom was a nurse um, and I was always kind of inquisitive of the human body and A&P and all that stuff. Um, originally thought I wanted to do physical therapy, um, did a couple rotations at a PT clinic and I was just, I, I didn't like the environment of having one patient at a time. It was, it was kind of slow for me. Um, and so I had the opportunity to take an athletic training course my sophomore year of high school uh, with Bob Wolf. Um, at Cumberland Valley High School and kind of opened my eyes to the world of athletic training and what you can do with it. Um, it was along the lines of physical therapy, but had more of my interests in kind of more fast paced, that sideline care um, with the mixture of the ability to do rehab um, and help people along both that mental, mental physical journey. Um, once I kind of dove into athletic training in college, it kind of solidified that that is what I wanted my career to be. Cool. Go Great. for it, Adam. Um, thanks again for joining us today. Um, I was me. curious, so what, um, you, you say you, you currently work at Dickinson College. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about what a typical day looks like for you? Yeah, um, the typical day can, can vary pretty greatly throughout the seasons. Um, in the fall, my primary responsibility is football. Um, which is a fairly demanding sport, um, especially, I mean, even at the Division three level. 
Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is our practice days. So I'll get in about noon, one o'clock, um, do treatment, rehab sessions, appointments with athletes. Um, around 3.30, 4 o'clock is when the, the busy hour, rush hour gets down. Um, that's when most of the athletes are coming in to get their tape, their last minute uh, treatments before practice, um, out the door to practice, um, finish up around 7.30 or so. Um, if there are non-traditional practices, um, the one of the other athletic trainers and I will kind of split those throughout the week. So I might hang out um, until 9.30, 10. Some nights, as soon as football is over, I get to head home. Um, Friday's walkthrough, Saturday game day, we travel. Um, we have the benefit of having two certifieds travel um, to away games, as well as having two certifieds on the sideline and home games. Um, that's been a valuable asset and something I haven't had um, working football in past uh, situations. Um, Sunday is injury clinic, Monday is doctor clinic. So it's a seven day a week gig during the football season. Um, but I think we do a good job within our staff of not overwhelming anyone. And yes, it's not necessarily a day off, but there's shorter days involved there. Um, and we do a good job of, of getting home to, to see my family um, and things like that as well. Um, winter, I have women's basketball. Um, we don't have as many sports going in the winter. Um, so a day might be 12 to seven, it might be 12 to five, it might be 10 to five if there's meetings and whatnot. Um, and then spring, I'm back outside for women's lacrosse, which is kind of that more traditional one to seven, one to eight, sometimes nine o'clock, depending on those non-traditionals. Um, summer, best part of athletic training is uh, June 1st to uh, July 31st, I can disappear. Um, go on vacation, see the world. Um, it's it's a great, great thing. Yeah, so you got to see the world a little bit last uh, summer, right? I um, Can you tell us a little bit about where you're traveling at? Uh, yeah, this this past summer, um, made my first trip abroad. Um, it was an interesting trip, both in-laws, uh, my wife, my parents. Um, we flew to Paris, France and spent a couple days there. Um, then we flew down to Nice, um, spent a couple days there. French Riviera was amazing. Highly recommend it to anyone. Um, jumping off uh, cliffs into the Mediterranean, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, my, my dad and my father-in-law and I really enjoy motorcycles. And then so we rented some motorcycles, some BMWs in Nice, rode through the French Alps into Italy, and then back um, from Italy into France, rode along some kind of glacier lakes, and then back down to the coast in Nice was a three-ish day motorcycle trip, covered roughly 500 miles. It, it was incredible. The best way to see Europe is by road, by car. Flying is quick, but you can find so many interesting little towns, interesting people, um, have some great conversations past the language barrier. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's, that's your favorite part of the job. What do you find that is less favorable about the current job that you have? Um, so I, I think this is going to be common uh, across a lot of the people that you speak to. Um, it's kind of the lack of control when it comes to scheduling. Um, usually it's coaches say, hey, this is when we're practicing. Um, and not a lot of them ask, hey, what are you doing on this Sunday? Or what are you doing... Um, this time, does a morning practice work better for you? It's kind of just, hey, this is my schedule. This is what's going on. Um, and they may have their athletes or their assistant coaches in mind, but they don't think that, hey, we have three, four, five sports that we're also taking care of. And so it'd be nice to be consulted every once in a while. 
um, with regards to that scheduling. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like that's a big, big piece for athletic training, right? Like just not having that control. It's not necessarily even the the long hours. It's the, it's the not knowing when those long hours are going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, I find that very frustrating as well. So yeah, I, I feel you on that, Nate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when your wife or family's planning stuff and they say, hey, you know, we want to do this, get together on Saturday. And I say, well, I have a game. Oh, when is it over? Depends if it goes in overtime, no depends idea. if we run the ball, if we pass the ball a lot. So um, it's just the, the unpredictability. Yeah, the unpredictability. Or you, you do actually think you have a day off and you plan something and then the coach decides last minute to change it. Oh, by it. the way. You yep. never get <laughs> yep. Or you don't even get the memo and, and they don't even tell you. And then you get a phone call during the practice. Hey, where are you at? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think yeah. we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there are the, the good parts of athletic training as well, like we talked about. Um, so, yeah. Nate, why don't you tell us uh, also, tell us a little bit, um, you know, what was your most memorable injury or most memorable moment? Um, what's a highlight? You know, let's get, let's get away from the negatives and let's get back to the, the good parts of athletic training. Like, what, what is one of the coolest experiences you've had as an athletic trainer? Um, wow. Uh, I, I've had a lot of cool experiences um, being in uh, three different settings um, early on in my career here. Um, I've been the benefit of being part of a national championship when I was working at Messiah, um, both as a student and then when I was back there working as a, a certified um, national championships with both of those. Um, been the part of uh, playoff runs, been a part of teams. My first uh, job, we didn't win a football game for two straight years. So I've kind of been all across the board uh, of the bottom of the barrel to the, the mountaintop. Um, but memorable experience was probably the very first um, football game of my career. It was uh, an away game. F first quarter, first time I had been on the field by myself. Uh, I see the kid go down. He's kind of writhing in pain. I run out there. Um, hey, what's going on? He says, I broke my ankle. I said, what's going on? He said, it was facing the wrong way. I messed up my ankle. And he was completely calm about the whole situation, which made it a lot easier. Um, being that it was a, it was a heightened um, sense because I had never been on the field by myself evaluating something. And uh, so we got EMS out there, we splinted him, we sent him, and he did have a fractured dislocated ankle. So that was my, my first time on the field was a fairly significant injury. Um, and that was kind of when I realized, you know, I, I can kind of handle these things because during it, everything was kind of just on autopilot. It definitely helped that he was very calm just talking to me, just hey, I know I'm done this season, but I can get surgery and I can come back. So I'm a junior. I still got another year left. And I still remember our conversation like it was yesterday. And it was six years ago, but it was definitely stuck with me. Um, realized that, you know, we talk about these things. Yes, they do happen. Not all that often, but I know I can handle it. I know I can move on. Um, about two weeks later, I had a uh, ulna sticking through the skin. I had a compound fracture from a cross country runner whose mom made him quit football because he had too many injuries. And they were, playing, uh, they were playing capture the flag in the woods, and he got pushed, fell down on the ground, and Ona popped right through the skin. And that was another one of those times where, I mean, we're three, four weeks into my career at this point, and I've had a fractured dislocated ankle and a compound fracture of, of a forearm there. Um, and once again, kind of went on autopilot. Things went well. And then afterwards, you, you, when that adrenaline wears off, you realize, wow, like, those are things you don't see all the time, but review the situation, move on, especially early in that career. I would call kind of some of my mentors, Hey, this is what happened. This is what I did. Like, what do you think? Um, and realize that 
I, I was in the right field. Yeah, that's awesome. They, those are some good stories. Definitely memorable. I don't, I don't think you'll ever forget either of those. No, no, definitely not. Crazy that it happened so early in your career. Talk about just shaking the cobwebs off and like trial by fire, like literally. Yep, sink yeah, for sure. That's awesome. How has, um, I guess we're going to get a little deeper here. How's your uh, career as an athletic trainer evolved through the, the six years or even, even back in uh, undergrad when you were um, kind of starting out, you said you were doing PT. Um, how has, um, how's your career evolved? Um, e each place I've been able to kind of take a little bit uh, more from. So initially as a new grad, I think um, those, those quick evaluation skills of knowing is this something major that I need to refer on? Is it something I can handle in-house? What's going on? Um, you're not going to fix the world your first year out. Yeah, it's trial by far. You're trying to sink or swim. Um, so having that experience where I was on my own, had to trust my decisions um, and, and learn through success and failure um, of what it meant to evaluate, make those appropriate referrals and, and, and grow from there. Um, I did find that I was not able to do a lot of rehab in that setting, um, just due to the workload and the hours of what was going on there. Um, and so the next spot that I was at, Messiah, I got to get a little bit more involved in the rehab aspect. Um, every, all of the other athletic trainers were uh, dual appointments. They were both professors and athletic trainers. I was the only full-time clinical. So I was the friendly face. When other athletes came down, they knew they would always at least see me there. Usually someone else, but I would be kind of the staple there. Um, so I got to get fairly involved in the rehab process and kind of work that through. Um, and switching from the a model that, that the traditional, um, hey, we have this knee injury, let's rehab this knee injury, to, hey, I have this knee injury, but this patient is also a person, and maybe there's something going on in the mental aspect that we need to address that, where instead of crushing this rehab again today, which we haven't been successful in a week, maybe we go have a cup of coffee and we just talk about life and fix some of those things, and then we're able to come back and have a lot more success in this physical. Um, and now my situation where I am at Dickinson College, it's much more performance-based uh, rehab, um, which is kind of where my true passion lies within athletic training of not only just taking this injury, but following them throughout this training process into the performance aspect and then seeing it on the field. Um, I've been able to take over the women's basketball off-season programming, um, and I have about 75% of women's lacrosse uh, strength and conditioning off-season program as well. Um, so being able to get involved in those and then seeing uh, the, the fruits um, that they, they uh, breed throughout the season um, is a pretty cool aspect. It's a pretty cool thing. Uh, that's great, that's... Nate. Um, could, you, could you maybe just talk to us a little bit about how you got involved in the performance side of things, maybe um, some certifications or continuing education stuff that, that you've been passionate about that has kind of led you down that road? Yeah. Um, early on, it started when I was at West Perry and wasn't able to do a ton of rehab, um, which was one of my passions coming out of school. And so I decided I wanted to have a strength conditioning program over the summer. Um, I knew that I didn't have a ton of knowledge or application at the point at, at the beginning to do that. So I started seeking out uh, mentors and courses. Um, you obviously one of my mentors having a performance based approach. I remember sitting down with you having some common uh, some conversations about, hey, 
these are all these kind of advanced concepts we have, you know, how do I plug these in here? And, and you kind of talking and like, Hey, you, you got to keep it simple. Remember these are high school athletes. Their training age isn't, isn't all that high. Let's like let's keep it simple. Pointing me towards some uh, great resources. Um, I've gone to uh, Eric Cressy's facility. Um, he's a baseball strength conditioning um, professional. I've gone to his facility up in Massachusetts and down in Jupiter, Florida. Um, I've had the benefit of going out to the physical preparations uh, summit out in Indianapolis, Indiana, as part of IFAS, the Indianapolis Fitness and Sports Training Seminar. Um, podcasts from various people, um, John O'Neill, um, one of my good friends, he was actually the best man at my wedding, but he is the, he is the um, uh, director of performance up at Cressy Sport Performance. Um, different books that I've read um, have led me to that performance model. So I kind of started there with that summer program at West Perry. Got a little more involved in the coaching aspect when I was at Messiah College. I went to uh, California University of Pennsylvania. I did their online master's program, which gave me a performance enhancement specialist. Um, letters after your name, degree certifications, they're really cool, but it's basically a indication that you know the basics. Um, certifications don't mean that you're this great professional. They're that you have this basic knowledge, you pass this test. Now, how do you take that knowledge and apply it in these individual settings? Um, and that was kind of the, the growth between the initial, hey, I have this basic stuff, let's experiment, use a little anecdotal experience at West Perry. Okay, now I have more of the science background from the certification at Messiah. Let's try it a little bit more, see how we apply some more of these advanced concepts. And now at Dickinson, having the, the broader idea of having both those experiences, how do I blend them together and how do I continue to grow as a professional? Awesome. Yeah, no, I love, I love that approach. Obviously um, very like-minded professional um, trying to take it from the uh, rehab to performance. So I love hearing that from other people as well. I want to, I want to call a little attention to something you had said um, a little bit earlier, how, how you treat the person. It's not necessarily about the injury that they have now. It's about them as, um, as an athlete, as, as a human being. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of times people don't understand about athletic training. We have, we have that ability to, to treat somebody at a fundamental level and not just take care of an injury, but help them through everything. Um, I just think that's just something really cool about athletic training. Yeah, we, we have instituted um, partly NCAA mandates that I think by next year, um, all schools have mental health screening. Um, we jumped on board this year and I think have a very um, solid mental health policy for screening. Um, but everybody talks about screening and doesn't talk about what do you do follow up after that. Um, so that's kind of where our policy ha has tried to evolve is what do we do after that? Um, and having that screen in the beginning of the year, especially this year, has allowed us to open up some conversations with athletes um, and, and get them some more professional help if they needed, or at least just open that conversation with them here in the athletic training room, set up meetings and things with them of letting them know, like, we care about you more than an athlete. Like, we do care about your person. We care about the mental health. We understand college is extremely stressful. Um, stress is cortisol, it can manifest itself in a variety of ways in the body. Um, so we need to make sure we're having a, a mind body approach, not just, hey, you hurt your ankle, you're the ankle kid. So. And, you're having, and you're having good success with students taking, uh, student athletes taking advantage of the program and everything like that? 
Uh, yeah, we have. Um, we weren't sure what awesome. um, type of response we would have early in the year. Um, with kind of massive baseline screening, we thought a, a bunch of kids would blow it off. But in a massive baseline screening, when kids are still willing to, to answer yes or, or no to these various questions um, and reach out and basically say, like, I, I could use some help here. And a lot of them did not know we had available resources here on campus or what exactly was available to them, or that the fact that they only sleep three hours every single night, they didn't realize that was an issue. Um, so it's allowed us to, to open up conversations in, in a variety of aspects of life. So. That's awesome. That's an awesome program to have. That's awesome. Um, do you have any advice? What would be one piece of advice you'd give a young professional? Something that maybe you didn't have when you started out uh, that you've learned throughout the years uh, something that you can pass on to the next uh, level of athletic training. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I, I try to tell uh, the students that, that I serve as a preceptor for is getting involved, asking questions, but doing it from a lens of not what do I get out of this experience, but what can I leave? Like what piece of me can I leave here? That I think is, is the approach that you should have. Like when you leave a, an environment, people should say, Oh, where was, where was Adam? Where was Phil? Like, oh, I really miss them. What are they up to? If you have that lasting impact, you know you made the most of that experience. If people don't know that you're missing, then you probably had a you-focused experience there, and we're just trying to soak everything up. You're kind of being a vampire from that experience. You will learn no matter what the experience is. Try to give back to that as well. Awesome. That's brilliant. That's awesome. It was deep, man. That was deep. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know you could go there. That was good. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well. That, that wraps up some of our, our, our deeper questions. Um, we're going to go into like a little bit of like a lightning round where you're, it comes some quick questions. Um, you can take as long as you want to answer them or they can be a little bit more brief um, in this section. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's start out with, uh, you know, obviously you love your job here at Dickinson. You get to work with me every single day. So that's obviously a positive. Um, but uh, realistically, what, what would be a dream job for you as an athletic trainer? Um, dream job for me um, has changed um, throughout the years. Originally, I thought I wanted to be D1 SEC football. Um, talk to some athletic trainers, um, just kind of cold call them. Hey, what's your day to day look like? What do you do here in these situations? And, and kind of realize that I wouldn't be able, some of my personal life goals did not fit within that D1 football model. And so I kind of had to change things around. Um, currently, I am very happy at Dickinson College. Um, I don't have any plans to, to leave here. Um, but I think a dream job for me would be combining um, education, strength conditioning, and athletic training. Um, so if I could be within the role that I am here, plus do a little bit more of the education side of things, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but, but that is my true passion. Um, sharing the knowledge that I have, continuing to learn, um, educating others, and then that performance-based athletic training model. Awesome. Nate, what do you like to do for fun? Um, what do I like to do for fun? Um, I like to play, I play in a couple adult pickup leagues um, with Harrisburg Young Professionals. I play flag football, I play lacrosse. I was a lacrosse athlete in college, so I still play in a men's league. Um, I ride motorcycles, um, go on vacations in the summer. Um, I, I just like to, to live life. I mean, we, we don't know how long we're going to be here. Try to make the most of it. So There we go. There we go. Nice. 
So Nate, um, going back a little bit deeper again, but what, what inspires you? What, what, uh, what makes you tick? Oh, that, that's, um, I'd say for me, um, I don't like to be wrong. I, I hate being wrong. I hate losing. I hate failure. Um, so that's probably what, um, what drives me most is whenever I don't succeed, whenever I fail, it makes me go back to the drawing board. Now, what went wrong in this that I didn't succeed? What did I do wrong in this? How can I learn from it? How can I grow? Um, and then it usually finds down rabbit holes of various educational whatever um, that I might pick some pieces out of um, and then come back and kind of look at the successes. So failure is probably what inspires me to continue to grow and get better. Um, but the success of others, um, seeing somebody have a completely different approach to the same situation and have success, once again, is, is a learning opportunity. It's one of those, huh, I would have handled that differently, but they had success. So let me go quiz their brain. And, and why did that work for them? What was their thought process? So knowledge is passion. Nice. What does being an athletic trainer mean to you? Hmm. Being an athletic trainer, um, it means fun, honestly. Um, I, I love my job. I, I think it's one of the greatest ones in the world, despite all the things that we love to complain about, about hours and whatnot. Like, I would take these hours and, and the experience over sitting in a cubicle, working nine to five, and <laughs> like, we complain about our pay, but same thing. Like, I, yes, our pay is not great. Yes, our hours aren't great. But the amount of joy that I get out of the profession from constantly challenging myself every day of every person's injury is different same ankle sprains aren't going to heal the same way between two people even the same person injuring it probably isn't going to heal the same way so the constant problem solving that you have to do um, all the relationships that you form with athletes with their parents with your colleagues your co-workers um, the coaches um, I love people I'm, I'm an extrovert so relationships with people just the fun that you can have and the, the problem solving every day that's awesome. And what other profession do you have where you can take off time in the summer to go tour Europe on a motorcycle? And that's just, that's crazy. Right? Exactly. Can't even comprehend that. That sounds like fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for, for having me today. So I, I really enjoyed the opportunity um, coming on here to speak with you guys. Um, hopefully um, some people can hear this, maybe have some like stories. Um, if you Thanks need for being to, our... Thanks for yeah. being our test bench. Uh, yeah. Adam, if uh, for everyone out there listening, uh, uh, Nate is our um, first guest for this series. So um, he, uh, he was the one that drew the short straw, so to speak, to, uh, so we can kind of shake out all the, uh, the tech issues. Nate, how can people get a hold of you if they want to follow up or have questions um, other than leaving comments? <laughs> um, so on Twitter, you can find me um, at Nestor Nate, N-E-S-T-E-R-N-A-T-E. -E. Um, and I don't post a ton other than retweeting other people, but you can reach me there um, in the comment section. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at the same exact Nestor Nate. Um, feel free to reach out, comment, um, post, like. I'll try to be a little more active here on social media in the near future. Yeah, we'll make sure we get that in the comments uh, in the section below. Awesome. Well, thank you so Instagram much, Nate, handle. for joining us today, um, spending a little bit of time and sharing your story with us. Um, 
our, uh, thank you to our viewers for listening in. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast um, and hopefully we'll be able to put out some, some more very interesting uh, podcasts with some very interesting athletic trainers throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Um, until next time, this is Adam Richmond and uh, Phil, you want to outro yourself? I'm Philip Pensler. Um, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about this new format, uh, topics that you want us to cover, things like that. And we will see you next time. See you.